Welcome to the opportunity for a personal spiritual growth experience with the Sue Curran Podcast, a podcast all about leading you into understanding the ways and heart of God. Pastor Sue shares from her decades of experience as a founding pastor, author, teacher, and world missionary. The goal is that you receive practical spiritual insights that you can apply to your life at home, church, and place of business. And now, your host, Dr. Sue Curran. Welcome back to the Sue Curran Podcast. Today, you are going to hear the second part of my conversation with our special guest. Now, you don't want to miss the first part of our conversation. So if you haven't listened to it, please pause the episode and go back now. And now, part two of my conversation with our special guest. But I found that where there's real worship, that people are truly drawn to those, those kinds of churches. But it, but it can't just, it has to be real worship, anointed, biblical, uh, where God is allowed to be in charge of the services, the Holy Spirit. And we find that that draws people. I know you found that, didn't you? Yeah. We, we've, never, we've never advertised. We grew from 39 people in that little school building to around 3,500 and, um, just in a few years that didn't, that didn't happen immediately, but it was little by little, mm-hmm. little by little. And we just, the people who came stayed the ones, the ones, well, if they left, of course they didn't, but the ones that came back a second time, they were already loving what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so we would, we would just, like you said, we would praise God and worship him. And, but we didn't believe in those songs. Uh, that was about us. It was, it was about him. And, um, and we just leave the results up, up to him. So it was just, uh, it wasn't my preaching. It was, it was the presence of God. I told, I told you, I think I told you, I may not have, That the other day I was reading that says where Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. I am in their midst. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, I used to read that like, like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I know that. Where two or three are gathered together. I know God's there because he's, he's everywhere, omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me again. He said, no, we're two or three gathered in, a, in my name. There I am. Oh, yeah. In midst. Right. And, and so I thought, wait, that's just not, he wasn't just talking about omnipresence. I'm everywhere. He was mm-hmm. talking about I am who I am right there in the midst of the, of the, of the three of you. Right. Uh-huh. And and you're you if you're gathered in His name, that's that I think is part of the issue. Sometimes I don't go to church because I'm, I'm not gathered in His name. I'm gathered in in the name of the church or in in the in the name of the pastor, or I'm gathered because of other reasons. But I I want to be gathered in His name. I I think that's where the power in in gathering for church is that when each person has 
and intention. Uh, like uh, there's a word in Swahili. I'm trying to think of the word. It's the word imagine, something like this. They have a word for it that when uh, the Africans, when they meet together, they go there for imagine, which means uh, they go to meet together with God and oh. with the idea of and doing something. <laughs> and, yeah. It's, and you know, when you think about it, if we meet, if we're going for the purpose of meeting with God, we expect that we're going to meet with him. We worship him. We're going to touch him. He's going to come with his presence. He's going to move on the hearts of people. We will be empowered to minister and flow in the gifts he will be set free to bring the gifts that we so much need and things happen things start to really happen and mm. i think it's really right to get dissatisfied uh, when we're not sensing the presence of god we're not meeting with god because we were made for worship yes we were and and we we feel that we feel an emptiness, and we feel we're being cheated if if we don't meet with God. And so we need to to find out how to really meet with Him. But it, but it's not easy <clears throat> sometimes for people to just throw off those robes of habit and what you've been used to and say, oh, then I should be doing some of these things. I mm -hmm. find that, that that's been very hard. Sometimes as I've traveled and ministered, I will minister on these subjects. And uh, sometimes people will respond because a different person from who they usually hear speak mm -hmm. is saying it. But it seems like there's almost an embarrassment with worshiping God. That's an amazing thing. I guess the pride of the flesh does that, you know. <laughs> but, you know, my my uh, husband's parents, grandparents, were old-line Methodists, and, and they used to shout. They really get to shouting in those Methodist meetings. And uh, John's grandmother said to me, she said, sometimes... Elmer would jump up and start shouting. And I think, Elmer, why don't you sit down? Because she was embarrassed, you know. But, mm. the, but the thing is, Elmer was touched by the power of God, and he was simply releasing it. Mm -hmm. and, and through the years, they, they lost that, you know, freedom to do that. I know that, you know, I, I have said before that, the first time I ever raised my hands or tried to, I knew I was supposed to. And I raised one hand and it felt heavy as a shovel. I raised the other hand and I felt like I was naked. It just, it seemed so unnatural to be standing in church with my hands raised. Now it seems unnatural if I don't raise my hands. And, you know, by the way, what if we would check out heaven? You know, the uh, when we the curtain is open and the scripture gives us a sight of what's happening in heaven, what's happening around the throne. 
you see that uh, the worship is along the lines of what we've read in the scriptures, not like we would be worshiping. <laughs> worship. right. and, and so I, I believe that that's why heaven's going to give us new songs, and he does, and he has. And it, that becomes very exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would say if anyone is listening and they 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 don't sense this in their spirit. They they've not. I don't mean to lean on feelings by saying they don't feel it. Right. But 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 if we don't feel it, there's something. There's a desire in our heart to worship Him, and just to sort of to sense His presence. And if there's someone. Um, here that doesn't quite understand what we're saying, I would recommend they look up a congregation somewhere that mm-hmm. that really doesn't sing songs about themselves, but sing songs to the Lord. Right. And they would go to those places and 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 have an experience in that in that atmosphere. Right. I mean, that's what I did. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you I, did. You went you all know, the way to. What? Seattle. Seattle, that's right. Yeah, 1976. Charlotte Charlotte Baker was pastoring the church. Uh-huh. And they they were having a um convention or some kind of a meeting out, out in a state park. About I'd say eight hundred people to a thousand people were there. Uh-huh. And um it was just like a, a week off for, for people and and I thought, as as a Southern Baptist already baptized in the Holy Spirit, I thought I could stay, handle anything. But I got in into that worship of that congregation, um, and I got mad, sort of like that pastor from the Dakotas got mad. I got <laughs> mad, and I just I couldn't I couldn't stand it. I just couldn't stand it at first. And God got a hold of me in that meeting and changed my whole perspective of worship. And I'm just, I'm, I'm giving that advice because I needed it. And someone listening may need that. They may need to go to go visit somewhere where this is going on. Well, I appreciate that. Olin and I, uh, when I was baptized in the Holy spirit, uh, it was about two years after I was saved. Uh, in this meeting, the songs that they were singing affected my heart in a very special way and, and opened it up. And um, we think that we're so self-sufficient. Oh, well, I can meet God anywhere. Well, why make it so hard on yourself? You can meet God better if you go where other people have already met him. <laughs> and so... Uh, this is what I learned. And so that night, although it was a Methodist uh, preacher who mm-hmm. prayed for me and I ran out in the snow and made snow angels and did all kinds of things because I was so happy. I was so, I was full of the Holy spirit. Now the Lord is just extending to us a much greater continuing experience with him than than we have ever considered we could have. I think that 
that's going to bring God the great glory is when people allow him to fill them with his spirit and they start their lights start coming on and people see there's something really Mm -hmm. different about these people who praise and worship God. I think that praise and worship really gives us a freedom. I know in our church through the years and especially during the time of revival, there were, there were individuals that during the worship time would sing a a song to the Lord individually that he had given to them by his spirit. And Mm. it, it refreshed and met other people there. Mm. Uh, You know, it was a part of God's gift to those people and helped them to praise and worship. You know, you know, the Holy spirit is a facilitator. And when he comes on the scene, he makes everything easy. (laughs) And we (laughs) struggle and strain and try to get services together but when he comes in, he ta- he says, "I'll take it from here if you don't mind." And he just he just that's what he did in New Zealand where revival broke out. And from the point that I, that I saw clearly that he was there, I just got out of the way, and people just different things started happening just by the moving of the Holy Spirit. And I know that if we if we can get in on moves like that, there's nothing higher higher on this earth we could ever touch than the anointing of God. And the more we can touch it, the better. The more we can experience it, the better off that we're all going to be. Amen. I'd love to see the earth just filled with worshipers, uh, you know, all moving in these realms and declaring his glory, wouldn't you? Hmm. You know, there's there's a man who pastors a church in Fort Worth now, Landon Schott. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a worshiping church, a presence church, presence of God's there in a strong way. And um, and God protected them all during the, the COVID season, the, the, the first bad one. And they just continued worshiping, trusting God. And they made it through it. God was healing people. It was amazing. And he visited Shady Grove four or five times before they started the church over there in in Fort Worth, only about 20 miles away. And I was just, I was just, was thinking well ago when I mentioned this about visiting one somewhere that's active Mm-hmm. Visiting one that really there's love, the love of God is there because he did it, he did it, and it, he was touched, and and they're worshiping. Um, I think they're having three services a day, so it just it's not just to grow a church, Jesus said to make disciples, right? And and that's what that's what we're we're after we want to honor god worship him and make disciples yes and right. so that's 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 my heart anyway you know right we, we we put good we we put what the best teaching we knew we put that together for like a discipleship um we didn't call it that 
but we call it by first, the name first principles. And we, we did that. The purpose was to, to build into them um, some apostle, um, some uh, making disciples, some discipleship. So right. that was, that was our heart. Our, we make disciples worship God, make right. disciples worship God, love the brethren. And I'm, I'm excited about it. God's raising up churches like that um, in a lot of places, but um, I, I'm getting older <laughs> and I'm not pastoring. And I really miss the challenge of, of leading people into the presence of the Lord in, in a larger way than I am now. Yeah. It is so much fun. Well, it is re really rewarding. Uh, you know, it's, it's the yeah. greatest thing in the world, how quickly that blessing comes back on you as you bless God. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's right. It's truly an, an amazing thing. Well, you know, mm -hmm. I want to remind our listeners, too, again, that because I'm sure that we've piqued some people's interest um, <clears throat> about re the restoration of praise and worship and the very early days of when we got this worship back again, and uh, because simply because God wanted to, like those other things he's restored, he wanted to restore praise and worship too, and he's done it out of his great grace and mercy. And uh, the name of the man uh, who wrote that book, his last name is Ruth. R-U-T-H, Lester Ruth, and he is a professor. <clears throat> and um, in the school of in the school of divinity. Yes. And, yeah. And and he really uh, obviously has a desire and a heart to learn these things because he's so brilliantly conceptualized in his book of what God was doing, and I think it would help people a lot to understand the earlier days and yes. the pathway we've come in worship. And to, it may be new to them now, but it's not at all new. And so um, I, I think it would it do you uh, good to get hold of a copy of that book if you have an interest in it. Lester Ruth is about uh, contemporary praise and worship. Uh, he makes the statement uh, that it has it has transform the church and when you get down to it, it it's what churches it's the transformation that churches really need it's that thing they're looking at for like churches are looking for the power of god and and the saints loving each other all those things that are listed there in acts after they received the baptism of the holy spirit Churches want those things. Well, they got those things by receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it really does. The Holy Spirit in the works that he does transforms our churches. Whenever we find that, that the life of the church is ebbing away, if we would just plunge back into all the ways that we can to touch God afresh. So, I recommend uh, the book, and as Pastor Owen has suggested, uh, we recommend that you, you uh, attend a church 
that has this living uh, worship that is really truly biblically based and spirit anointing. And I think it will really take you a step forward and satisfy your hungry heart. Listen, Pastor Owen, I want to thank you so much for it. Pastor Sue, just a minute. I want to go back just a minute and say, uh, I retract going to a local church or a church that's, that's in the, in, in worship. Uh, I want to retract that until you read this book, a history of contemporary praise and worship that pastor Sue just told you about read the book first and you mm. will understand better when you go to a church. Yes. Well, that's thank you. Oh, pastor. Ellen. I think that's mm. really true because there's just a lot to know about it. And I'm surprised he put some things in order for my understanding too, really. And I've worked with this <clears throat> for years. It's been my heart and I, I can't let it go because it's also become my life. I know it is yours too. I know it's your life message, Pastor Owen. And that's why I wanted you to share with our listeners today because we talk often about this kind of thing, getting the life of God into our situations. And mm-hmm. thank you for taking your time today. Thank you. With us. I, I just pray that you will uh, agree to come back again and do a podcast with us. Let us hear from you again. Tell us what the Holy Spirit is saying to you because he's always teaching us new and fresh things, isn't he? That's true. And so, uh, Pastor Olin, I, I just I believe that today um, the things that have been said will find a place to resonate in the hearts of our listeners. And we just agree together that you will be blessed with that same spirit of worship that he wants to put in his churches and that you will grow very hungry to be in his presence and to yield your life to that purpose. Pastor Olin, I thank you again. Promise that you you. come back and and, uh, bless our listeners again. Will you do that? I'll be happy to. All right. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so very much. Thank you. And God bless all of our listeners. And may God bring you into those deeper things that he has reserved for you that I know that some of you are so hungry to touch. You've been listening to the Sue Curran Podcast. Join us next time as Dr. Curran shares more insights through interviews and teachings geared to help you grow in your relationship with the true and living God and function in a more productive and powerful way.